Welcome to the Conversation Starters. This is a podcast about getting beyond small talk and into better conversations with anyone. My name is Hannah. And I'm Karina. And today we're going to be talking about having better conversations about or because of food. So every week we give you a conversation starting question, something that you can use to break the silence or just say, oh, I heard this question on a podcast. What do you guys think? Um, and so this question is a little more elaborate, I would say. If you were going to travel to three countries, one for the food, one to have a spiritual experience, and one to either fall in love or to spend time with the person you love, what three countries would you pick? Um, you may recognize the format of the question from the book Eat, Pray, Love. I haven't read it or seen the movie, but I've seen the movie. It's just inspired the it inspired the question. Um, which three countries would you pick? This is like a very very l- low pressure, low bar conversation um, because people very easily talk about either food or travel. I feel like this is a good question to bring up if you're like. Um on a weekend getaway and you just want to have something to talk about the whole weekend. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's such a great question. So talking about food. Now I have to say this is one of my all time favorite topics because um, everybody eats, but it's very, very tied to, to your family, to your Mm -hmm. childhood, to your culture, to travel, to kind of who you are or who you're becoming as an adult, to lifestyle, to values. It is tied to literally everything. And, um, it's not a, it's not a difficult topic necessarily. Like it's, it's very easy to get into. And of course, like there's many situations where you're talking over a meal, um, And food is like, it's naturally a very relational thing. And so it already gets you, um, even if you're not literally eating, talking about food with a person, I feel like it brings you into a kind of relational space automatically. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm a a huge fan of this. I, I definitely agree with this. And I think that, as you said, everybody eats. So you can use this to talk to anybody. Whether it's your boss or it's the worker outside, you can talk about food with anybody. And I know this from my personal experience. (laughs) So I moved to Switzerland. I started a new job and I'm constantly around people that I don't know. And it's hard to know what to talk about with whom um, and how, like what topic to dive into. It's, you see these people for 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes in the evening and half an hour over lunch and you want to pick a topic that's not too hard to get into but also anybody can talk about and so food has been my savior uh talking about Lebanese food uh, and then I can throw something like yeah we use cinnamon in salty food and everybody goes crazy and they have something to say about (laughs) it they're like what cinnamon only goes with sweet stuff and then I have to say no it also works with other stuff you know it just like creates an amazing atmosphere everybody has an opinion about it you'll have to um bring some lebanese cooking to uh to your workplace at some point your husband is a baker um how often has his baking 
been a great topic for a conversation. Actually, I got so many texts this year of people saying, hey, you guys bake, right? Like, can you give me some tips what website you used? Because everyone got into baking this year. Um, and it's fantastic. It's a great, uh, it's a great kind of surprising detail about him and people love yeah. it. So we, we do talk about baking all the time. I think with food, it's nice to sort of pick something to really develop you know, some, some skill in, because that in and of itself is a really nice conversation starter. Like, um, I'm trying to think of good examples, but yeah, definitely baking or pies or like, mm. um, mm -hmm. like I've gotten into making sushi in the past, which mm. is people are always really curious about that. And I always want to ask people like, where can I find, you know, the ingredients that I want and, and this kind of thing. And, um, and I think if you pick something that's sort of uh, connected to your heritage mm -hmm. or, you know, just your personality, maybe it's something that is really hard to make or something that you kind of perfect or something that is really messy and you don't measure anything, like whatever fits you as a person. Um, I do feel like it's a really nice way to introduce more about yourself. Like I, I think it's a very generous way to share about yourself while you're sharing something with others. Yeah. And uh, if you run out of ideas, what you can do, you can just become vegan and then you'll have a lot of conversations, <laughs> not promising all will be good, but, <laughs> but that, that brings us into, into uh, another question uh, about food, which is often asked. And it's the question of dieting and gaining weight, losing weight. What are you eating these days? Why are you eating this these days? Yeah. You shouldn't be eating this. You should be eating that. How do you feel about dieting questions? So we talked about this. Um, if you are just navigating a river of conversation with a lovely topic of food, mm -hmm. there is a huge whirlpool that will suck you into it. And it is conversations about gaining or losing weight. Yeah. Um, now, I mean, okay, huge, huge caveat. Yeah. How you eat and what you choose to eat is very, very... Um, It's personal, and I don't mean to say that it's private, but I mean it's very individual. Yeah. And so I very much respect these conversations because, mm -hmm. again, it's like it's a good way to to learn about a person and learn about you know learn from people about food. It's it's mm -hmm. always valid. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, and I also even when if we're going to talk about uh, maybe our frustrations with how often these conversations end up about weight loss, <laughs> even conversations about weight loss, like. I understand having tried different ways of eating, you know, like going, you know, doing vegetarian for a while or doing different things. When you are trying to change what you eat, it consumes your brain. Like it is very hard yeah. to get into a conversation about food or sit down at a table and not start talking about it. And I can see people just, yeah, they cannot yeah. not talk about keto or Whole30 or whatever it is <laughs> because it's just, it's filling their brain because of the active effort it takes. Yeah to change how you eat. And I totally understand that. And I also think that if someone is really trying to make a lifestyle change, like I would want to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with them or a conversation with, with them in a group to just support them. If it's, you know, something healthy or so on, great. Um, but that having been said, I think what we're really talking about is there are a lot of times where these conversations can be like just a shame exchange. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what do you, give me some of your thoughts on this one. 
I I agree. Um, I think for me, there's a huge difference between talking about diets and talking about weight loss. And I find talking about dieting, different types of diets, vegan, gluten-free, um, keto, paleo, whatever it is, I think it's fascinating to hear what people are trying, why they're trying it, how it looks like, what are you eating, what are you not eating. I'm just also kind of a of a health freak when it comes to food. And I love mm-hmm. to understand how different types of food um, affect your body or don't affect your body or why you chose to go on this diet. I think it's fascinating. And uh, it's very, very uh, beautiful to see people who are able to discipline themselves and and like eat a certain way for a long time. But I do see the danger of slipping into talking about weight which in itself I don't think is a bad thing, but when it becomes shaming and I do see a huge contrast in cultures where uh, I see in the West it's much more taboo to talk about weight, weight gain, weight loss. And I notice in uh, Arab culture it's much more normal. I'm not saying that it has to be that way, that the normal is healthy. I know a lot of people who are still bothered by it, but I see the tendency for weight to be a much more casual um, topic in the East. It's very normal that your aunt will be like, oh, you gained weight. Uh, what have you been eating? Uh, you lost weight. Ah, like it's it's a, a little bit like, I would say in its healthy, in its healthy spectrum, uh, people are fighting together and rejoicing together and going through the ups and downs together but in its unhealthy spectrum it's shaming and pointing out your uh, flaws to you also complete strangers yeah exactly (laughs) complete strangers will comment (laughs) in the elevator um seeing you for the first time or like a very far off relevant relative seeing you after a year and being like oh you gained weight and you're like, thanks for pointing out my insecurities. <laughs> yeah, we've we've narrowed nutrition down to gaining or losing weight. And food in itself is so much more than that. It's it's an art, it's a it's a way to express yourself. And uh, I think it's sad that we get back to you're too fat, you're too skinny, you shouldn't eat more, you should eat less, you should do this, you should do that. And Yeah, absolutely. I think I feel like this is a pretty complex topic and uh-huh. maybe we can um, like discuss maybe conversations about health and, and fitness and weight loss as its own topic if people have perspective on it. Because I think it's it's like a lot of topics where in some ways it feels like it should be an easy one. It comes up very quickly and naturally in a lot of situations because people yeah. are just talking about what they did that day or, you know their their just lifestyle and it comes up all the time but I find that a lot of us uh, don't know how to navigate it very well or it's very quickly becomes uncomfortable or mm-hmm. you you think that it's fine but for someone in the conversation it's actually really troubling yeah um and so it, it is a really tricky one and um it's true yeah we can we can talk about it further on the Instagram or you, you guys can get in touch with us and give your thoughts yeah, yeah. And I think I think both West and East can learn from each other. Yeah, or just, you know, 
consider the context like exactly maybe it's it's a good conversation with a with a close friend or someone that you're you know uh, working on some sort of like goal or change together but does it have to be like a, the the starting point for someone that you haven't seen in a while I don't really think so yeah definitely uh consider your context that's that's the best way to put it okay let's let's get back to food so we've 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 touched a bit on talking about food but here is the secret weapon of this episode which is just use food itself to start the conversation yes i love this i recently talked to a friend who lives far away from her hometown in a in a place where she doesn't know a lot of people who live in that town and what she did last christmas was she baked a bunch of cookies she went to the local church and she asked for the names of older people and just people who live around the area and she baked so many cookies and she went from house to house to these older couples and she made great friends like she made friends with people who she considers like her grandparents now which I think is amazing I need to find a way to do this because this is such a great excuse to get into contact with people if you've moved to a new neighborhood if you yeah, or someone else moves into your area exactly yeah yeah and you can make people feel very welcome that way mm-hmm. yes definitely definitely this is a good example of where like eastern and middle eastern culture gets it right in my opinion like i feel like the bringing and offering of food is just over the top so generous and wonderful here mm-hmm. that's one of my absolute favorite things about living in lebanon how was it, how was your experience when you moved to Lebanon with food? I mean, it's 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 amazing because I mean, first of all, everyone knows Lebanese cuisine is amazing, but also because there are so many I would say so many traditions around food that are so yeah, understood and low key that they're not even they're like routines. You know, when you invite someone over, they are almost always bringing something. Um even if it's just like a friend, like we have a friend who we know super well, like he is under no obligation to bring us anything anymore, but he always does. When my son was born or when he was old enough to start having teeth, like both times my landlord and his wife, they came Aww. and she had cooked, you know, like there's all these specific... The traditional snainiye. Yeah, all these specific uh, foods that just like let someone, you know, just like welcomed into this little joy in your life. And, you know, she was teaching me how to how to do it you know and um oh i miss that yeah just this just things surrounding all kinds of celebrations it's like food is always very central and i i think it's so that's so so wonderful that's really cool the other day um i also had a really good uh, conversation about food we were uh, out camping and we found a barbecue place we have like public barbecue places and so there were a lot of people already on the barbecue and we asked if we could use it after them and uh, these people were I think Indian or something and so they were making non bread on the barbecue and I thought that was so cool and I was like something inside me like pinching me to start a conversation and I was like 
ah, do you usually make it on uh, on coal? Uh, and she was like, no, I usually make it in the pan. And so I, I ended up like getting the whole recipe from her. And mm. after the conversation, she even oh, offered I us. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. I feel like I just made a friend. The little girl commented on the zucchini with, with cheese that we were uh, barbecuing. And mm. we offered them some of our food. And it was just like we connected without really knowing anything about each other just by exchanging something about our food so wholesome i love it <laughs> yeah right so nice. i just remember this now <laughs> yeah no it's a perfect example and I, and i think yeah this is where i say it's so nice to just decide to uh, master some kind of cuisine or some specific dish especially if it has like a story for you or um you know somewhere you traveled or something in your heritage like and there there are some foods that are collaborative and i think those are almost like a trip that you take together without going anywhere but still like it's like a huge activity that you do with people um i'm thinking of Especially Swiss food that I remember now is like raclette and fondue. But I guess like making sushi is also one of those or mm -hmm. like making tacos even. It doesn't have to be that complicated. Just like... Or making pizzas. Yeah. Oh, that's a great one, actually. Uh, I love making pizzas. We should make pizza sometime, Hannah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I bet Caleb has a great recipe for the dough. <laughs> He definitely does. And I've seen your Insta stories. You have a lot of good pizza skill. My brother-in-law is just phenomenal with this. He, I mean, really, I can think of like 25 examples. I won't go into all of them because oh it'll just make you starving. But he, he's just the personality that masters different things. I haven't had dinner, so. I know, I'm really hungry, actually. Like every year we would do, we would do fondue and we would do, um, Chinese hot pot so like mm. you know oh. everything is cooking together and the broth and everything oh or goodness. we would do we would do um sometimes he would do it with oil and you're doing tempura batter and these things and like different yeah. he, he's done different varieties different times but it's always like this massive spread of little things that you can put in and um it's so like part of the holiday and the memory and It's just amazing. But he has so many other ones. Like just, you know, he really got into making ramen or different Japanese food because he and my mm. sister-in-law traveled mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. And it just became one of their things. Like, oh, come back to the house. Trav is going to make this or that, you know. And it's yeah. like, it's the best. Again, it's just the best excuse to get people together. I love that, yeah. And I mean, it's one of those activities that you can do with anybody And if you have a huge group of people that has many different interests and you can't really agree what to do, just get them together to cook because everybody eats. And if you eat, you can usually enjoy some part of the cooking, even if it's like just sitting around and commenting on what everyone else is doing or just having a conversation with the ones who are cooking. But it usually ends up ha like being a great experience for everyone, except the one who's cleaning at the end. <laughs> <laughs> That can be collaborative, too, if you really have the yeah, right people. Yeah. Um, 
Um, yeah, and I, and I think I guess one th- last thing we can say about the diet conversation too is I also think it's a really nice opportunity to consider like if you know that someone um, eats a certain way and you accommodate them or you remember even as things as small as remembering someone's coffee preference from the time before like my brain does not necessarily work that well with that but in general like if you're that type of person it's such an it, there are so many opportunities for gestures of kindness and uh thoughtfulness you know i i just feel like again food is the best excuse to connect with people yeah and just making some food intentionally for one of your friends randomly ma- baking them a cake and taking it to them that could be like such a bonding experience mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if you're or if you're someone who is new to a group of friends um and you kind of want to bond with them try to get into like cooking mood or ask them to teach you how to cook something that they know mm-hmm. and make it about food it's such a great group activity and such a great way to get to know people and to bond with them All right, let's get into our follow-up questions. Consider these questions also as really good ones when you're sitting down to dinner at someone's house. Like if you, let's say you're invited mm-hmm. over somewhere and you're like, ah, I don't know what we're going to talk about or, or so on, or you're hosting and you sit down, you can easily start with something like this because usually the initial interaction is like you're tasting the food, you're reacting, no, this is really good, da, 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 da. you know, um, But once you've kind of broken the ice, I feel like this is a really nice direction you can go. So, all right, we'll read the five questions. So the first question is, what food did your family have at certain holidays or birthdays? I feel like that's such an American question. What? Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Because I feel like all the Americans have asked me this question before. Really? Uh, like, you have a birthday food. I, I've never had a birthday food. Wow. It's okay. Weird. You know? Yeah. And I don't feel like, I don't feel like we've had such, um, like specific foods that we have on holidays, but maybe that's just my family, uh, because we're kind of weird. No, I, I disagree on that one. I think people definitely eat certain things for holidays. Yeah. And also there are 10 million other holidays in Lebanon that I've not heard of. So it's also a good way to talk Yeah, then about it's that. just my family then. <laughs> no, no, but you may, I think you may be right about the yeah. birthday thing. That could okay. definitely be. Okay. I don't know. All right. Yeah, let us know, guys. I don't, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, next up, do you have a food specialty? Mm. This goes back to what we were talking about before. Is there anything that you've kind of mastered or a certain cuisine that you especially default to when you're cooking? Another question is, is there anything you would like to master when it comes to cooking or baking or anything connected to that? Making cocktails. Another one, what is your comfort food? And then... Is there a food that you can no longer enjoy because at some point you ate way too much of it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening to our podcast. Uh, as always, you can contact us on contact at theconversationstarters.com. You can also find all our conversation starter questions and our stories on Instagram at theconversationstarters. And please uh, keep DMing us, telling us your opinion, telling us what you thought about our podcast and what you thought about our questions. 
So this episode wraps up our little mini series on four easy topics that you can basically talk to anyone with. And so next week, we're going to be getting into a new topic. And uh, yeah, we'll look forward to joining you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.